What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Frequency Podcast. I'm your host, Frankie J. Lopez. Hope you're all doing well. Before going into it, follow the podcast page, click the bell for notifications, rate the podcast. Apparently, that's something you can do now, so please give me five stars on Spotify, Apple Music, anywhere you can get your podcasts. Also, follow me on social media, Frequency Podcast Network. You'll see when new episodes come out, you get a glimpse of my vinyl collection, and you can see my thoughts on the latest in music. We made it, folks. It is the end of 2021. Hell of a year it was. Felt equally long and went by quick. Very strange year. All I know is COVID's still around. Mask up. Be safe. Anyways, with the end of the year comes everyone's amazing, incredible, self-important, and self-indulgent album of the year lists. So naturally, I have one as well. I approach this the same way I approach my reviews, pretty much in the order of how much I like them, how often I revisit these albums, and simply how good I think they are. These are my opinions. There have been dozens of great albums this year, but these are the ones that just stuck out to me specifically. Excited to do this list. I've always wanted to do an albums of the year list, so this is going to be pretty lit. Before getting into the top 10 list, let's go through some honorable mentions. These are albums that just made it out of my top 10, but I really felt like they were noteworthy enough to bring up. Try to get through these fast because I have a decent amount to say when we get to the top 10. First album I wanted to bring up, Any Shape You Take by Indigo De Souza. Great indie rock project here. Her personality and songwriting really drive this one home for me. I love her approach on the vocals as well. Die slash cry is a jam. Next, The Melodic Blue, Baby Keem. Two Phone Baby Keem, breakout artist this year for me. Had a blast seeing him at Day in Vegas earlier this year, especially when he came out at the end of Kendrick's set. That shit was crazy. Although this album is great, there are enough lulls on here that keep it out of my top 10. I will say, though, Family Ties and Range Brothers would likely both be in my top 20 songs of the year if I made that list. Next, we have Sometimes I Might Be Introvert, Little Sims, another breakout this year. Little Sims tackles themes of racism, sexism, and various areas of her personal life and insecurities. Powerful listen filled with an amazing array of songs. The only reason it's not in my top 10 is honestly because I happen to visit other albums more often than this one. In terms of artistry, though, and the quality of the album, this one's obviously up there. Next, I wanted to shout out I Lie Here Buried With My Rings and My Dresses by Backwash. She came through with one of the most aggressive, thematic, and honest projects this year. An industrial hip-hop, industrial metal-sounding project. A view into her experience of being a black transgendered woman. It's very dark, it's in your face, and it's fantastic. And now a record that's the opposite in many ways. Nurture by Porter Robinson. This one surprised me. The production is super colorful, it's very hopeful. The album is about finding peace and happiness. The instrumentals are some of the most creative sounds I've heard in electronic space in a while, and the song topics provide a nice breath of fresh air in a world where things are inherently a little bit gloomier nowadays. So yeah, those are my honorable mentions. Now, let's get into the top 10 albums of the year. Number 10, Love for Sale, Lady Gaga and Tony Bennett. I've said it before. The chemistry on this album is fantastic, and honestly, I'm so fucking surprised. That the only entity I'm seeing out there giving this love is the Grammys of all fucking things. Tony is literally out here struggling with Alzheimer's, God bless him, and still delivering some quality performances on here. Lady Gaga comes through with so much personality and they're delivering some new life to these Cole Porter tracks. 
whose songwriting really shines here because of its wit, its catchiness, its timelessness. The instrumentals are beautiful, they're colorful, they're lovely. The only reason this ranks at 10 is because the songs aren't technically original songs, but like, there's barely any skips on here. The intro, It's the Lovely, is my favorite track, and their chemistry is just in full force, and I just think this is a pleasant listen. I listen to this when I'm cleaning the house, or I'm just driving around trying to be in a good mood. Next, we got number nine, Ska Dream, Jeff Rosenstock. Haven't talked about Jeff on this podcast yet. Punk rocker out of Long Island. Ska Dream, essentially a track-for-track remake of his album from 2020, No Dream, but this time fully released as a Ska album. And honestly, it's fucking genius. Cheating a little bit here because No Dream is definitely my favorite rock project from 2020, so any version of that is going to rank highly for me. But I just didn't expect to fuck with a Ska album this much in 2021, you know? Gave me a newfound respect for the genre. And Jeff came in delivering a project full of personality, amazing songwriting, and social commentary on lots of topics, such as capitalism, judgmental hypocrites, and a lot of criticisms of society at large. Also, the hooks are so catchy, and they're in your face. Line up to watch and crash and burn. Shit's fucking great. It's just a great album all around. And it'd be higher for me if it was the punk version, to be honest, because I fuck with that album heavy. Next, we got number eight, LP, JPEG Mafia. What can't Peggy do, honestly? This man has pushed the envelope of every aspect of what one can expect from a hip-hop project. The instrumentals are diverse and creative and interesting. Peggy brings his usual energy, slick songwriting and wordplay. One thing I love about him is he has this awesome, distinct sense of humor with these tongue-in-cheek comments that he makes. I would describe his rapping style as both aggressive and sarcastically playful at times. And of course, a surprise Britney Spears interpolation rounding out this incredibly eclectic hip-hop project. It's just so chaotic. It's all over the place. Please check this one out if you haven't, along with all the other albums on this list, of course. Number seven, Half God, Wiki, another rap project that I definitely played a lot so far in this New York winter. Wiki comes through with easily my favorite project of his ever. Along with Navy Blue handling the fantastic production, Wiki comes through and paints this amazing picture of his life. When I listen to this album, I feel like I'm just walking next to him in a cold New York winter with all this snow coming down and hearing him tell me the stories of his life. The imagery is impeccable. The flow and the wordplay is unparalleled this year for me. I haven't heard a rap project out there that had better imagery for me this year, to be honest. I especially love Roof, Never Fall Off, and Remarkably. I mean, as I make a remark, I remark remarkably. I love that shit. It's crazy how much Wiki has grown since the Rat King days and still sounds so fresh, hungry, and goddamn, he's only getting better. Next, we got number six, Jubilee, Japanese Breakfast. This one blew me away. This one just continues to grow on me, I would say. Some of the best songwriting I've heard all year. The instrumentals are super in-your-face at times and grand, leading to really larger-than-life moments on this project. No song screams that notion more than the intro, Paprika, which I would probably say is the best intro track of an album this year. It just sets the tone amazingly, and Michelle, the front woman, Shows lots of personality, wit, and creativity with her lyrics. I mean, 
the run from Paprika to Be Sweet to Kokomo to Slide Tackle is just insane. It's just so catchy and fun to listen to. And that's true with most of this album, one of the most consistent listens of the year. Next at number five, An Evening with Silk Sonic by Silk Sonic. Y'all can hear my review on this. Except for a couple of songs, I pretty much love this thing from front to back, and it's only grown on me since reviewing it. Anderson Pack and Bruno Mars simply work perfectly together. Anytime I need a mood pick me up or I'm just feeling good and I'm ready to just like go out or something, I'll throw this one on. Leave the door open, skate, smoking out the window are some of my favorite fucking jams of the year outright. Also, the music video for Smoking is so funny when Pac just pops in from off the screen with the this bitch. Got the fellas dressed up like one of my good for nothing uncles, smoking a cigarette and shit. They have really great chemistry together and I'm definitely for it when they go on tour. If I get a chance to see them, I'd be so hyped because I feel like they'd put on a hell of a show. The instrumental is soulful and funky. Bruno Mars's voice is powerful at the right times and Pac delivers that perfect blend of singing and rapping that he does so well. Also, the Bootsy Collins inclusion was tasteful and hilarious. This album did exactly what it was meant to do. It's a track list of songs perfectly crafted for a great fucking time. I can see this becoming one of those timeless projects for a lot of people out there, especially folks not too familiar with the sounds that these guys are pulling from and and paying tribute to. But check out my review for my full thoughts on this one. Number four, Glow On Turnstile. This shit just fucking rocks hard, and I'm here for it from front to fucking back amazing instrumental choices that they make combining hardcore punk with elements of dream pop and indie rock and psychedelic rock and it created this masterpiece of a punk rock album from the jump it's in your face it has personality it's colorful and the motherfucking hooks on this shit they're just so catchy i mean don't play underwater boy dance off they're insanely catchy full of head-banging sing-along tracks with a unique approach to instrumentals it's just in rotation all fucking year i love this Whenever I'm in the mood for something aggressive, it's exactly what the doctor ordered. Go listen to my review of this one, too. (laughs) Number three, Lucy Dacus, Home Video. Man, I love this album with every listen. This was my intro to Lucy, and I'm so excited for her next album because this one was just so good. I think what really puts Home Video above these other albums for me is Lucy's songwriting. It's just so personal. I feel from listening to this album, I have a sense of who Lucy is, how she was when she was coming of age, the feelings she had, her personality, the type of relationships she sought after, and the pain that's followed her from those moments when she was growing up and shaped her to be the person she is today. Songs like Christine, First Time, VBS, Thumbs, Please Stay, they're all just so gut-wrenchingly personal, chock full of imagery. I can literally picture the car ride in Christine. I can see her sitting at that table in thumbs. I can feel her anguish and please stay. This album is just so emotional and her bravery and being able to pen and release these songs is incredible to me. Also, she was awesome live when I saw her. And as often happens, you found new meanings and connection to the music once you see it perform live. And that definitely happened to me. Amazing album. Go listen to my review of this one as well. Number two and one, these are these were very hard to find the right order for, but I, I, I think I did. Number two is Smiling With No Teeth, Genesis Uwusu. Heavy rotation from earlier this year, and after thinking about it, it had to be number two. This album is eclectic from front to back. There are 
vibe R&B songs, there's hard-hitting raps, instrumental hip-hop, spoken word pieces, a rock track almost, and much more on here. Tackling themes of loneliness, racism, moving forward, hopefulness, breakups. I mean, this thing has it all. Some fucking great songs. Waiting on you is one of those smooth, funky R&B tracks, followed by Don't Need You, which is an interesting electro-pop with these dope synths in the chorus. The other black dog has aggressive hook towards the top of the track list. But really what gets me is that fucking Smiling With No Teeth track. One of the songs of the year for sure. I mean, discussing the concept of the people who only really want to be around for the good moments but aren't truly there when shit hits the fan, bringing in the metaphor of Smiling With No Teeth. Great song. And also, No Looking Back Towards the End of the Track List being this incredibly beautiful, lovely, and hopeful song. Amazing lines from that song like, I would question my grounding and gates up above. Now I finally see myself when I'm try thinking of love. I can't drown in my blessings or float on my pride. No more waiting for this freedom. It's already been mine. Jesus, man. Jesus. Please check this one out. It's an amazing project and it was tough not to put at number one. But that being said, number one album of the year for frequency podcast network <laughs> call me if you get lost tyler the creator if you know me you know that this was probably going to be number one and it was kind of a no-brainer i mean this is the album i played the most according to my spotify wrapped by a long shot <laughs> this album had it all for me and i'm not like this huge tyler the creator like stan i wasn't this big flower boy guy even though i thought that was a good project i liked goblin from back in the day when i was in high school I thought Igor was really cool, but it wasn't like my favorite album of the year like a lot of people. For whatever reason, this one really stood out to me. This one really made an impact on me. I love Tyler's rapping on here, mainly bigging himself up after his last run of albums and essentially having a victory lap. But that's not the only concept. There's another concept. There's a loose concept of Tyler Baudelaire, this bougie man traveling the world, a man who's got it like that. A man who's got everything he could ever want except for like one person. And it shows throughout this album with these like little moments of introspection. And with those moments of introspection, moments of insecurity as well. And on top of that, the Baudelaire concept is conceptual. But then there's this story about that one girl, which actually happens to be true. And it comes full circle, especially towards the back end of the album. Some of the most hard-hitting songs of the year with Lumberjack, Corso, and Lemonhead. Some inspirational shit with Run It Up, featuring a great Tizo touchdown verse. Speaking of features, some of the best all year with Youngboy NBA on What's Your Name, You Look Malnourished, Side Note, one of the grooviest tracks of the year, Wayne kills it on Hot Wind Blows, Damo Genesis kills it on Manifesto, Tyler also talks about really interesting themes on Manifesto like racism and his own perspective on fame and how it intertwines with the Black Lives Matter movement. He also touches a lot about his coming of age and some of his, you know, not so fine moments on songs like Massa, the instrumentals from front to back on this album are just fucking masterful. You can tell Tyler was in the lab on this shit. The peak of the album, Sweet Slash I Thought You Wanted to Dance, is this 10-minute synth-driven R&B track turned reggae song about the one that got away. This is my most played song of the year, and because it's fucking amazing. I think this album is incredible from front to back. Again, please check out my review if you want to hear my deeper thoughts, but like honestly... That's number one for me. And that is it. That is my top 10 list of 2021. Those are my thoughts. Do you agree? 
am I nuts? Am I missing an album? Did I include one that was shit? Tell me. DM me on Instagram and let me know. Until then, please have a happy and healthy rest of 2021. And hopefully 2022 brings you all the blessings y'all need in this world. With that being said, see y'all next year. Thank you.